Hello, welcome to another show. I like to call we live on a planet. <laughs> welcome to the show. It's Thursday, June 14th, 2018. It's Flag Day here in America. So we're celebrating Flag Day. 62 degrees, feels like it's 60 here in Oswego, New York, and the highs are only going to be about 65. It's windy, though. Winds are out of the west, southwest at 20 miles per hour, so it is quite breezy. We've got a good show, so stick around. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, sadly, we have no rice aroni to win. Whenever I hear that game show theme, it just makes me think that old school <laughs> where you could win rice aroni or whatever, the San Francisco treat. What, that is nonsense. Hopefully you stick around. I got more nonsense. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Let's hear uh, from our positive quote. This one's from Rachel Simmons, American author. There is no school, no therapy sessions, no amount of money that will earn you the wisdom and strength conferred by an epic fail mistake how true we have to fail fail often to learn boy hopefully i should be the smartest guy in the world i feel like i failed a lot we all we all have those feelings so i feel like i'm not failing right now though because i have uh if you follow the show got back in the saddle at aa and um i'm thankful and grateful for that i'm thankful and grateful for my sobriety every day it's always a constant struggle. I, I recently started smoking again. I can't believe I started smoking again. I said to myself, oh, no, I'm not I just get a pack. I'm not going to smoke, you know, I'll smoke just a little. And then it just all of a sudden started creeping back up on me. I think because I've been gaining weight, I've been just eating a lot. <laughs> I feel I've got the cravings for sweets all the time. And I, when I was smoking, I didn't have all those cravings for eating. And so I don't want to, re oh, man, I replace that habit quickly. I'm going to have to break that again. It's so damn here expensive uh, for so many reasons. I mean, obviously health reasons. But here in America, or here in America, here in upstate New York, what the hell am I talking about? Here in upstate New York, they're goddamn expensive. They're The taxes on them are outrageous so for a cheap pack of cigarettes you're looking at uh, just just about ten dollars crazy yeah so that's my epic fail mistake I guess so thanks Rachel Simmons for reminding me that yeah <laughs> we've got Collins I love hearing from you guys um, so let's take some phone calls we'll be right back stay tuned Hey, Pat, what's going on? This is Tyree here, my man. And, uh, you know, listen to your podcast. First of all, brother, I want to give you congratulations that you have gone as far as you can with the help that you needed and making the journey by yourself, man, because that's that's no it's no easy task, man. It ain't nothing to turn your head and and ignore either, man. That You know, man, that's something crazy. And for one, I'm so proud of you because. I remember, too, going through a phase like that, not so much with AA, but I, I, I was a part of uh, some things I'm not too proud to even speak on because I felt like they have they had a hold of me. 
and I finally went to church and I spoke to my pastor and then our men's meeting and I spoke to my wife and I was able to come out and just, you know, say what I needed to say. And I felt so good about it, man. And just hearing your story just reminded me of it. Take care, Pat. Thank you so much, Tyree. I really do appreciate it. Like Pop Talks, go check him out. You know, it, they say the truth shall set, set you free, and that's true, you know. And uh, I think that finding a higher power or finding whatever it is to something that um, you kind of just give your everything over to helps. So you found that. Everybody finds, finds it a different way, you know. I, I remember when I was in rehab, um, first going to AA and them telling me about uh, – finding a higher power and I'm like well what do you you know because they use the word God in AA and that can push some people away and the one of the guys like your higher power can be anything it can be a can of soda it can be uh the light switch or electricity it can be whatever whatever it is that you need to just all of a sudden give everything over to and I know a can of soda seemed kind of weird when I said that but I was just randomly thinking of it can be anything to you you know so thank you Tyree, I'm glad that you're gaining some value from the show, and uh, I'm glad that you're able to um, relate to some of my nonsensical stories, some of the stories that I end up. One of my listeners that we're going to hear from next says, uh, I actually, you know, I'm doing a thing, that a new word that I just heard. We'll let him tell you about it. And uh, I heard the word before, but I didn't quite know what it was. So we'll let, we'll let our next caller give you his take on the show. I love hearing feedback from you guys on the show. So feedback's always welcome. I appreciate hearing from you guys anyways. And thank you, Tyree. Much love out to you out in Rochester way. We're neighbors. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. Let's hear this next call. We're gonna learn a new word. Hey, Patrick, what's going on, man? So look, you just started telling your story about your trip to Buffalo. And I've heard you tell this story, at least on this podcast. I've heard you tell this story now three times. And it's amazing to me. I think it's amazing that humans um, have this capacity to remember different things about um, one time <laughs> of our life. <clears throat> Um, this is the first time that I can recall you specifically talking about LSD in connection with that particular trip. And so I, I don't know why I decided to call in. I just thought that that, that it was important. I, I thought it was intriguing about the human mind and how we compartmentalize um, different parts of our lives. All right. Welcome back. New love, DJ Holmes. So three times telling that story, I guess, is what uh, DJ... Holmes is saying, but the word I was learning was compartmentalization. I've heard of that before. I just didn't know I was doing that. But, you know, I do have to say um, I've been to the to go see the Grateful Dead more than once in Buffalo. And the story yesterday was my first experience with LSD. The story that I told before was a different Buffalo Grateful Dead show it was very similar though because i had a buddy that came in one time that had tickets and i was at a party and i just had a chance to go and it was on the fly and that one was with my 81 olds cutlass and i traveled all bareback barely anything penny rolls and we ate jerry burgers and we talked about that on the show before 
But this one was my first LSD experience, so that might be one of the reasons why you said, well, this was the first time you heard about LSD. But, you know, I have talked about my shows at uh, Grateful Dead more than once because it was good memories or good memories. But let's let's learn what compartmentalization is because I was curious and I love learning new words. And thank you for um, your analogy, you know, your analysis of it. And uh, uh, you can send me the bill because it sounds like you, you broke it down a little bit, though. Compartmentalization is a subconscious psychological defense mechanism used to avoid cognitive discontent dissonance or the mental discomfort and anxiety caused by a person's having conflicting values, cognitions, emotions, beliefs, etc. within themselves. And I do that. I do that often. So yeah, that's uh that was a good analogy or a good uh, analysis and thank you. Thank you for listening. Anyways, and thank you for supporting me, DJ Holmes. I appreciate that and um you're a teacher, so that's probably one of your you were able to hear that, I guess, and be able to break that big, you know, that big word that I learned today. And I'm glad that you put a wrinkle on my brain because I had heard it before, but I guess I didn't really know what it was. But, you know, we have another call. Thank you, DJ Holmes. We have another call uh, on our theme from yesterday since we, since I was talking about the Grateful Dead uh, once again and my time of going and traveling and seeing them. Uh, one of our callers had uh, his take on the Grateful Dead. So let's let's hear from him. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Mr. Patrick, sir. It's Desert Fox. Man, I I apologize because man, I had to look super far down in my call-ins to see your name. I'm like, holy shit, I'm an asshole. I'm I'm I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, Planet fans. But I needed to say that because I've been super busy and I've, I've told myself today I'm going to call in and I'm going to, whatever he's talking about, I'm going to respond to it. And today would be the day the universe gave me every single thing you said. I'm like, I got to call him about that. Oh, oh my God, I got to call him about that. The Grateful Dead, um, <sighs> Whippets, <sighs> where do I, I, I don't want to take over the show. I got to pick something somewhere. So I picked, of course, the Grateful Dead. And I believe we had a little conversation amongst ourselves one day where we were talking about this. And I'm gonna elaborate, because I don't think I ever did. The Grateful Dead concert is a beautiful thing, and there's so many things going on there. But the thing that's beautiful about the parking lot is there's a, a community that follows the dead everywhere they go. And these people are hustlers. They do what they have to do. Some of them just go to the store and buy a few loaves of bread and a bunch of cheese and sit and cook grilled cheese sandwiches and sell them $3 a piece so that they can get to the next show. All they're really looking for is more gas money and more money to buy more shit and, and maybe something to smoke on. And, and they're really mathematical about it. It's a beautiful environment and they're crazy nice people. That being said, I've never been inside. That's right, I have never been inside a Grateful Dead concert. But I've met so many deadheads and fishheads, and yeah, they do. They travel with the band everywhere that they go. And it's kind of admirable that these people can, you know, this is, I can do this. I can sustain this off of this, and I can keep going. 
and they pack up their VW bus and there's like 150,000 buses that follow them everywhere they go. And I'm not even really exaggerating because there's a campgrounds really close to where they played in Indiana and there was hundreds of thousands of them that they were on their way to the next show. Pretty much everybody we spoke to. Okay, maybe tens of thousands. Maybe tens of thousands. Welcome back. Cannabis Conundrum, thank you so much. So the topic you decided was the dead, because we did. I did talk about a couple different things from whippets to LSD yesterday, and then uh, you decided the one you wanted to talk about was the dead in the parking lot community. Yes, I remember it well. You know, that was my first time having falafel. You're talking about them making um, toasted cheese sandwiches in that community. It was my first time ever having falafel. And it was a good time. Great, great memories, and the parking lots were... They were the shows outside the parking lot were just as good sometimes, and you never went in. You said, but um, you had fun nonetheless. I'm sure because I know I had fun when I was outside. So a <laughs> hundred thousand, well, good thing you broke that down. Yeah, more like ten thousand probably. It seems like a hundred thousand, doesn't it? When you're there, just that sea, sea of people. Good times. I almost became one of those little traveling people, <laughs> the community of the deadheads. Smelling like patchouli always. I had an opportunity at one of the shows I was at. The people uh, invited me to go and just pick up and go, and I almost did. And uh, had I not had a buddy with me that I felt responsible to get back home, obviously, because he traveled with me, I would have just, I would have gone. Who knows what would have led to that, but uh, that would have been another lifetime, I guess. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the call Cannabis Conundrum. Go check out Cannabis Conundrum's show. Desert Fox has a good one. Thank you guys for the phone calls. Let's uh, take a short break. When we come back, we'll learn something. We'll get a, another wrinkle on our brain. I know we already learned something with a big word, but we have our random facts. Still, and we also have the secret, the daily teachings by Ron Bird. And then we'll get into this day of history. Like I said, today is Flag Day. We find out about that a little bit in this day of history when we come back. So stick around. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. I hope you come back with me. All right. That music means we're going to learn something. Get another wrinkle on our brain. We already got a big one on our brain with that big word compartmentalization. We can get another one right now, though. Why is it called a manila envelope? You know those manila envelopes. Maybe you don't. Depends on your age. We don't use envelopes that much, but those thick type envelopes that you see in offices. The manila hemp is derived from a species of banana, originally from the Philippines, whose fibers are tough. The hemp is then used during the paper making process, similar to how craft paper uses wood pulp. So the mystery solved. There we go. The manila envelope gets its name from hemp in which it's made from. I did not know that. The more we know. Excuse me, the more we know. Ah, there we go. That was a little late. We are a little late on that one. We gotta get in unison, get in sync. Me and my producer are not in sync this morning. All right, cool, we learned something. Let's, um, let's learn something else after the break on this day of history. Come on back. Welcome back, I'm glad you're joining me. 
All right, we have this day on history. In 1777, Congress adopts the Stars and Stripes, hence us celebrating Flag Day today here in America. During the American Revolution, the Continental Congress adopts a resolution stating that the flag of the United States be 13 alternate stripes, red and white, and that the Union be 13 stars, white and a blue field, representing a new constellation. The national flag, which became known as the Stars and Stripes, was based on the Grand Union flag, a banner carried by the Continental Army in 1776 that also consisted of 13 red and white stripes. According to legend, Philadelphia seamstress Betsy Ross designed the new canton for the Stars and Stripes, which consisted of a circle of 13 stars and a blue background at the request of General George Washington. Historians have been unable to conclusively prove or disprove this legend, though, of Betsy Ross. So, yeah, that's right here from the History Channel's website. So that happened on 1777. Ooh, here we go. Here's one. Uh, 2002, The Born Identity came out featuring uh, a famous mini car chase. Remember that famous scene? First time you really seen a Mini Cooper doing its thing. So that was kind of neat. We have all kinds of stuff that happened in this day of history. When you head on over to the History Channel's website, I encourage you to go on over there, get another wrinkle on your brain, uh, just kind of scroll through, and there might be something that will jump out and make you want to learn something new today. Well, thank you for allowing me to do that. When we come back, we'll get to The Secret, The Daily Teachings by Rhonda Byrne and finish off the show. I'm glad that you've been here. It's been fun. I'm glad that we learned a couple things today. I enjoy taking, uh, or I enjoy taking, I enjoy having this time with you is what I should have said, is what I meant to say. But we keep moving forward. No edits here. We just kind of shoot from the hip. So appreciate you just allowing me to be real with you. I'll be right back. Stick around. All right, let's get into The Secret, The Daily Teachings by Rhonda Byrne. We are on day 94. We're rocking on this. All right, incorporating the rule of fair exchange in your life is living the law of attraction. Be sure that you're always giving fair exchange in business and in your personal life. In business, always give more value than money you receive. In your personal life, always give back what you have received. If you have received support from others at a time when you needed it, and then someone asks for your support, be sure to give back then support the support you have received. All support comes to you through the universe, and so when you give support back, you are giving back to the universe. This is living according to the rule of fair exchange, and it is living the law of attraction. Day 94, secret. Yeah, I think that giving back is a good thing, and uh, giving to others and helping Good good rule to live by, so I'm glad that we've been reading The Secret, The Daily Teachings. Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed the show, uh, you can do me a favor by heading on over to iTunes and giving me a rate and a review. I really would appreciate that. It helps get the name out of We Live on a Planet, and I would appreciate that. All right, my friends, I look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow around the same time, same channel. Till then, my friends, peace.